I think it's all about engagement of your community. We can't get where we want to go as a university without the real community support. And you can't do that sitting behind your desk. You can't do that just handing out a t-shirt. It's about going out and truly meeting people and, uh, and welcoming them in. Thanks for joining us here on the Louisiana's Playground Podcast, your roadmap to all things Lake Charles, Louisiana. I'm Brady Reynard. And I'm Anna Strider. We're excited to have you here today as we talk about all the exciting stories that Southwest Louisiana has to offer. Episode three, two already under our belt. Excited to bring you yet another great story, great interview, and a great Envie Eats from right here in Southwest Louisiana. Today, we'll be having Heath Stroyer on our episode to talk all things McNeese State University and some of the updates and exciting things they have going on there. But before we get started with our interview, we have our favorite part of the podcast, our On V Eats segment. Of course, it's one that we get to really dive into something that means so much to the hearts of Southwest Louisiana and really the people of Louisiana. Of course, I'm talking about food. And the stop today is just across the street from the campus of McNeese State, and it's Crying Eagle Brewery. And what's really exciting and cool about Crying Eagle Brewery that makes it different than other microbreweries across the state is that it is all-encompassing. It has the bistro in it, which of course is why we were there, not to mention the bar area where it serves not only their own beers that are made in-house by head brewer Ryan O'Donnell. It also serves wine and a full liquor bar. So it really is all-encompassing for anyone to just stop in and enjoy a bite from the bistro. They have a new executive chef there that has just been promoted, Nick Thibodeau. He has been with Crying Eagle for a while now and has come on as our executive chef and has now produced brand new menu items that we got to try during our visit to Crying Eagle. Yeah, and I was really impressed with the overall offerings, whether it be the appetizers, the entrees, like the sandwiches or the wings. They all looked really good. They all looked really fresh and they all looked really creative. Definitely. And I can't say that this is my first time going to Crying Eagle Their pizzas there that come out from the bistro are some of the best in town. They are just absolutely delicious. The crust is perfectly toasted. My favorite is the What the Fig, which has prosciutto and goat cheese on it with a little bit of arugula, all some of my favorite things. But on this visit, I had to break away a little bit from my typical choice and go with one of the new menu items. And I chose the new hot Louisiana chicken sandwich. And let me tell you, it has a kick to it. It was hot. I like the way they did it. It reminded me a lot of a Nashville hot chicken, which is kind of done in a very oil base and it's kind of dipped into it, which is a little bit different than let's say a buffalo or even just a typical hot sauce. The oil really is the star of the show. And I was really impressed. I didn't get to try it, I didn't want to eat your sandwich, but it did look really good. It was delicious. It had pickles and then this coleslaw on it that was just a perfect element to it. It was very crispy and just overall a great sandwich. And I I got a salad that had the Don't Blush vinaigrette, which is also one of my favorite beers, the Don't Blush, there at Crying Eagle. So it all tied together. Uh, We also had a guest get the shrimp tacos, and uh, she really raved about those personally. I went with the mango habanero wings, not a very hot wing, which I think most people will probably enjoy because of it. Not everyone has an iron stomach as I do, 
but it was it had just a hint of sweetness, so it really allowed the chicken to kind of shine. And I thought it was really good. And the fries, very, very good. Very crispy, crispy French fries. So if you like crispy French fries, I think you're going to definitely need to order um, a side of those. In addition, we also got the pimento artichoke dip, which was an appetizer uh, with crostini's kind of a bread, almost a chewy bread that did a really good job holding up to the dip. And I was really impressed at how cheesy, a lot of texture within it with the vegetables from the pimento cheese and the artichoke, of course. Very good appetizer. It was wonderful. It surprised me for sure of all the flavors and how that would come together. And it was just bubbling when it came out and really complemented everything. And again, that is one of the new menu items as well as the shrimp tacos and the chicken sandwich. So just a lot of great food coming out of the bistro there at Crying Eagle. As far as the brewery portion of the building, we of course had to sample uh, a couple of their brews. And so we kind of went with two of them that I think most people will really enjoy. Myself, I went with a St. Isidore, which is a, uh, a dry hop Belgian saison, means season in French, a 6.8 ABV, very kind of a light ale. And it does have a very light fruitiness to it, I would say. In the description for it, they say it's kind of a stone fruit and a mango, which I would agree uh, a very dry beer, but in a very good way. Very hoppy. Just a very solid ale. I went a little bit in a different direction. I love a good sour, so I had to go with the Don't Blush. It is their flagship sour on tap there at the brewery. It has raspberry and passion fruit hints of it. So there's a subtle sweetness, but it's also has that sour and it's blended together just perfectly. So it's refreshing for a summer beer, but also a year-round brew as far as a sour goes. So I really enjoyed that and was a balance between my hot chicken sandwich I was eating. I think you probably need to be brave to go with the chicken sandwich looking at the uh, reaction that you had given after a few bites of that thing. Well, I, for one, am still growing my ability to... I think we call that a lightweight. I am a lightweight. I am a lightweight when it, when it comes to spicy food and hot flavors. So don't fully take my word on that. If you like hot or if you want to test it out, it's a great hot chicken sandwich. And the bistro is just one of those great lunch spots and dinner spots. It, the food comes out quick and hot and fresh. And it's just awesome for coming in when you're right there near McNeese. And I think they've done a really great job at marketing the brewery to be more than just a brewery and honestly even more so than just a restaurant and brewery. Eric Avery and company when they created Crying Eagle back in 2016 they wanted to give Lake Charles a bit of an identity through the microbrewery which is now one of the largest in the entire country and I think one thing that really stuck out to me in the genesis of their company is that they didn't want to pigeonhole themselves as a brewery. They wanted to become an entertainment epicenter in the community. And I think they've done that. I couldn't agree more. They have so many things going on at the brewery. Eric and the team have done a great job of putting together a full lineup on a regular basis. They do the summer concert series that feature local bands, including flamethrowers and bag of donuts that really bring out a good crowd during the week. They have trivia nights. They have comedy shows there at the brewery. They also do brewery tours throughout the year. So you can tour the facility and come in there and do a tasting, which is a really great way to have a full understanding of how the beer is made and why it is so impactful. 
on their patio, they have a double story outside space that is the upstairs is great for private events, which offers a different component to the facility. And there's a full patio of just tables, picnic chairs, and places to really settle in and be outside right there amongst the trees. And if you have kids, it's a very family friendly place. And that's something that the Avery's found very important when creating Crying Eagle. As far as a location, it's very conveniently located. If, like you had mentioned, if you're at a McNeese athletic event or even some of the near high school events in town, just off of the 210 interstate, also not very far from Burton Coliseum. So a nice little location right there on McNeese Street. And one thing that I think is really special about the brewery is how the Avery's chose the name. Because Calcasieu, when translated, means crying eagle. And that name came from the Native American tribe, the Takapaw, that was located here in southwest Louisiana. So the name and the meaning behind the brewery brings everything full circle and the impact of what this brewery has in our community. Stop in there, give them a try, let us know what your favorite pizza is. From a great meal to another great guest as we welcome on Heath Schroyer, the Athletics Director at McNeese State University here in Lake Charles. Heath's been with the Cowboys since 2019 as the school's AD, although he did originally come to Lake Charles, believe it or not, as the men's basketball coach. Well, since he's been the AD, he's launched the McNeese Athletics motto, which is student-athlete-centered, fan- and donor-friendly. Under Schroyer, the Pokes have had success on the field with conference championships on the diamond and the track. And in the classroom, 223 student-athletes have been named to the Southland Conference Commissioner's Academic Honor Roll. He's also up the Cowboys' revenue generation and is overseeing many upgrades to athletic facilities like the press box over at Cowboys Stadium, the football stadium. That's all coming up over the next few years. Welcome to the show, Heath. Hey, it's great to be here. Brady, thanks for having me. And Anna, it's great to meet you. Great to have you here. Thank you. Welcome to Lake Charles. It's the greatest city in the country, I'm telling you. I'm learning that the the best way possible. 100%. (laughs) I've lived a lot of places. Coaching took me a lot of places, but... uh, I absolutely fell in love with this place a few years ago, and uh, yeah, you uh, it's going to take a lot to get me out of here. So each guest, we want to let each of our podcast listeners kind of get a, a deep dive, so to speak, on you, and what better way than to figure out how you play in Southwest Louisiana in right. Lake Charles here on Louisiana's playground. So we'll start with what we call our rapid-fire questions. <laughs> here we go. Get ready. Crawfish or gumbo? Crawfish. Why? I grew up in Maryland, so I grew up a blue crab fan. Um, so I'm a big seafood fan. I'm not, you know, um, I'm not really into hot soup as much. Uh, but throw that spice and uh, and the Cajun on the crawfish, and I am in. <laughs> and all the extras that go with it, they don't oh, quite have yeah. that up in Maryland. For sure, no Speaking question. And experience. you know what I found out is when I lived in Maryland, everyone said that the Maryland is known for crabs and a blue crab. Well, then I come here and I found out that the majority of the crabs in Maryland get shipped from Louisiana. And, giving away their secret uh, up like, there in are Maryland. Are you kidding me? I grew up my whole <laughs> life and I didn't know that. But no, crawfish all day long. Yeah. Okay. Poolside or beachside? That's a hard one. I love both of them because I love the sun, but I would say pool because I don't have to deal with the sand. I'm a little bit like Anakin Skywalker myself. Not a big fan <laughs> of sand. All right. Obviously here in Lake Charles, we've get so many acts and, and big name acts come to, um, to our, our venues here. Concert or comedy show? Concert. I'm a huge music guy. So I love live music. And, that, and, and what's one of the things I fell in love with this city is 
really almost every single night of the week, if you want to go have dinner or have a beer, there's always somebody on an acoustic guitar. There's always something playing, whether it be a downtown venue, the casinos. Um, I mean, just all over the place. I mean, you can go to Paul, you know, go to the Rib Shack and, and there's there's live music. So uh, I'm concert all day long. Yeah, so he's right at home. I mean, it, it's no wonder that you've kind of planted those roots here. That's, I'm telling you, like, really, if you look at, I love the weather. People say all oh, the humidity or whatever, but I, I lived in Wyoming where it snowed in June. So I'll take the hot all day long. The thing, I, not to, you know, venture off here, but you have big city amenities, but there's a small town feel. So once you kind of get connected in the city and really know what's going on, uh, you have the best of both worlds. I mean, we have some five-star restaurants here, unbelievable golf courses. I mean, the hunting and fishing is great. So it really, you have a lot of big city amenities, but you don't have all the big city nonsense. Did you read our brand description before you... I did not. Over. I did not. So Is he, that what you said? There was no no commission in that statement, but that's our brand description right there and what we promote as Lake Charles and as a destination. You just hit the nail on the head of it's everything true. that we have to offer and what makes it, it such a great space It to is be. a diamond in the rough. Uh, I was here about six months as the basketball coach, like Brady alluded to, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this place, I mean, it's unbelievable. You know, it's, you know, if you want to go to the casino, you can. If you want to go to Vic and Anthony's and have a meal or Mazin's or wherever and have a great meal, you can. Um, you know, I want to go listen to a guy, you know, play acoustic guitar on a Wednesday night. You can do that. So it's just it is a great it's I, I really do. I fell in love with it. On the basketball court, he called us a sleeping giant in we McNeese are. State. But obviously so much of that has to do with the city in which sure. McNeese resides in as a basketball program, and I will tell you, even as a, as a de athletic department, you know, we went through a lot. I mean, obviously, the, everyone went through the pandemic, but um, the hurricanes really destroyed our university. It really got hit. Um, our facilities, I know we'll talk about that later, they took a real hit, and it really put our department um, behind in a lot of ways. Now, I think we can catch up a lot quicker because the city is so great. And the, the people in this community support it so much. But, I mean, it, it did. I mean, there's our athletic department really had to be uh, rebranded and, uh, and rebuilt from the ground up. And that's what's exciting part for me right now. While you've been talking about the different upgrades that have been going on at McNeese, I guess we can dive into the excitement that night games are back. And <laughs> for sure. that you all have had a great season so far. And, of course, McNeese homecoming is this week so talk about a little about those homecoming and the night games and what all is on the horizon as we're diving into the excitement it is you know and uh, and hey listen everyone wants to win every single game you play so i get that um but if you look at the big broad picture and i'll, I'll talk about football just for a little bit um, we've had four head coaches in five years gary golf is the fourth and when i hired him i told him i said listen i want someone that wants to build a program um, and really step-by-step, step, you know, brick-by-brick brick from the ground up. And he's done that. Um, homecoming is huge. You know, obviously, we've got Wayne Toops on Friday night for uh, the block party, which will bring a couple thousand people out. Uh, but we really changed a lot of things. Obviously, we went back to 7 p.m. Um, kickoffs. And that has been phenomenal. Our tailgate experience, and I've said it all year, we have the greatest tailgate experience in pregame in FCS football. It's not even close. Cannot be argued. Uh, our tailgates have been awesome. We brought the students back into the heart of the tailgate in lot A. Uh, people have been just, I mean, it is, it's what we do here in Louisiana on Saturdays, right? I mean, we tailgate, we cook, we drink, we go watch football and, um, 
everyone's talked has talked about the mystery rider coming back the horse um i mean we've done a lot of cool things and a neat thing and brady knows this about me is just wait till next year because we're going to up the ante again so uh it, it's really really fun to uh to be leading the way with this and i i can definitely speak on that too as attending some of the tailgates that have been going on this season has been an absolute blast the energy there the people everyone is so excited to be back on campus and just really having a great time and i know this week for homecoming it's going to be that and so much more because we have also on thursday night there's a parade correct correct parade thursday night and then we have the block party friday um and really way tubes is if anyone out there is listening that hasn't uh seen wayne tubes he personifies everything that is crazy different great about louisiana and the thing about the block parties they're free Exactly. Right? I mean, we're, we, it's a great chance for locals, visitors, the community come out really absolutely. have a great time. And there's food trucks on site. There's as well. food trucks on site. Um, there's beer sold on site. It's BYOB. You can bring your lawn chair. You can bring your own cooler. You know, we've invested fifty thousand dollars to bring these acts in. And, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't thank Legacy Jewelers and Lake Charles Toyota, who's helped us with this. But we've done this for the community. And we did it for the students. We wanted to bring people back onto campus. The The whole grove is lit up. The trees are lit up. Uh, you'll see the band. and it, It's a great, great time. Why was it important for you to bring more than just a game day atmosphere, you know, with the block parties, with the parade, even by extension, the tailgating, in terms of improving those experiences? Why were the even the non-game day experiences important to you? Well, listen, any athletic director at this level if they tell you that we're not in the hospitality business, in the entertainment business, they're lying to you. It has to be more than just a game. And I think that I've learned that through the years and I've been a lot of places and I've seen a lot of game days, uh, both basketball and football. But now I want to take it and say, listen, we're going to blow this thing out of the water. And it's important, Brady, because I think it's all about engagement of your community. We can't get where we want to go as a university without the real community support. And you can't do that sitting behind your desk. You can't do that just handing out a t-shirt. It's about going out and, and truly meeting people and uh, and welcoming them in. The, the block parties, it's the second annual year that we've done it. Last year, I thought towards the end, it really picked up steam. And, and it's just, it. I mean, from the first game, you know, a month or so ago, uh, it's just been, it's been a phenomenal uh, outpouring of support. And I love that you guys, uh, for this homecoming matchup, you guys didn't back down. I mean, Southeastern, obviously, always a quality program, obviously a, a quality um, oh, yeah. rivalry. And once again, further lends into what you want the fan experience to be. Absolutely. I mean, look, if we're going to be what we eventually want to be, we have to be have the mentality that we're going to be different. We have to embrace being different, be bold. And we have to play anybody, anywhere, anytime. Nothing great has ever been built in any industry that hasn't had a bold approach to it. And that's honestly been my mindset from day one, Brady. Because of the hurricanes and the damage to our uh, facilities here in, in the Lake Charles area, like you said, it's become kind of a springboard in a way to get facility upgrades to other spots. You guys have already done a lot to the baseball and softball stadiums to, once again, improve the fan experience. Football's upcoming over the next two years. I know the Legacy Center finally reopened. Tell us a little bit more about what the upgrades to facilities have really done for McNeese. Well, I think that facilities are, first of all, are vital and really important into attracting and recruiting student athletes. And 
when you look at football, we haven't done anything as far as a football enhancement of our facilities in almost 20 years. Um, that is now changing. The new press box will be the nicest press box in FCS football. It'll be ready for FBS football if and when that that call comes. We got it. We have to have a better baseball facility. We're working on that. Our softball facility and the, the canopies and all that had to get redone. Same thing uh, with baseball. The Legacy Center was a big push to us to get done. We have that done. We put a new weight room in the Legacy Center. It's called the Mallet Performance Center. Lee Mallet uh, donated uh, the money for that. We need to upgrade the locker room in football. Um, you know, there's plans to do that. I've talked to an architect about that. So it's never stops. I mean, we have to continue to invest in our facilities. And, and if we kind of lost our way 15 years ago and we stopped investing in it. We stopped, you know, enhancing our facilities. We, we just did. And again, I look at it as if we're going to be what we want to be, this is the price of admission, right? I mean, you have to continue to push the envelope and upgrade the facilities. It's overdue, but I'm happy to say that we're on our way now. And I think softball has really been the standard for all of those messages, whether it is the teams that you guys are welcoming in, the LSUs, the Houstons have all been here within the last year or two. The game day atmosphere for the softball team is among the best in Division One. That really has been the standard where you guys are proven that, you know, you're, you're trying your best to walk the talk. And that is across the board, both in men and women's sports. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's not just about football or basketball. Um, you look at softball, like you said, I mean, we've won uh, games in the region. We, I mean, we, we beat Notre Dame twice last year uh, out at Northwestern in Chicago. I mean, we've had unbelievable success. James Langino has done an unbelievable job. But our baseball and our softball, our spring sports, the game day atmosphere, the music, the things that we're doing and the things that we're going to do into this year, um, it's continuing to enhance the experience. Uh, and, and, and look, I mean, I meet recruits all the time. The coaches always bring recruits through. And, and I talked to him about those things is that, you know, when you're a player, you want to be around something that's live and something that's exciting. And so it's really important for all of our sports to continue to enhance that experience. And then beyond that, you mentioned wanting to maybe one day move to the FBS level. You've talked about it numerous times about not being shy. For a little background, uh, McNeese State flirted with the Western Athletic Conference this past summer. And then because of it, upped the ante, so to speak, within the Southland Conference. Multiple events will be now be coming to Lake Charles because of the flirtation. Uh, McNeese now will be able to host the Southland basketball tournaments for both the men and the women, the softball tournament, and the baseball conference tournament. All of those events coming to Lake Charles this year in 2023. Bringing those types of events, multi-million dollar revenue coming into the city, thousands of visitors with it. What does that mean for the city and to McNeese State? I don't know if you can really put it in words, Brady, to be honest. I remember exactly where I was when, when I brokered the deal with, uh, with Chris Grant and the Southland Conference. I was driving to meet with President Hurley at Tarlington, who was the president of the president of the WAC. At the end of the day, I thought, you know, when Sam Houston and New Mexico State left, right, because um, the path was we're going to go to the WAC, be with Sam Houston, New Mexico State, and we're going to go become FBS. Well, those two left and went to Conference USA, so the playing field was different. But I think that bringing the tournaments here is multi-millions of dollars for this community, which is something that I was really proud to do. I remember telling uh, Dr. Roos this in the car. The press conference to go the WAC would be really cool, right? And as an AD, selfishly, that's really cool when you can move conferences. But the best thing for this institution at the time 
And more importantly, the best thing for this community was to stay because of the economic impact. It was about the institution and more importantly, it was about this community because when you host all of those events, all those teams have to find hotels, all those teams have to eat, all those teams have to, you know, are gonna go buy a beer. They're all going to, the conference office is gonna come down here, they're all gonna go out to eat. The economic impact is, it will be in the millions for, for this community. And it was something I was really, really proud to do because after I went through the hurricane here, the two hurricanes, I fell in love with this place all over again. And to be able to to help facilitate that and bring that to the people of this community is something I couldn't pass up. As a visitor and local, are there other opportunities where they can get connected with McNeese, with the athletic department? Um, where can they find information about what's going on on campus? Absolutely. Look, I would tell anyone that lives in this area, okay, not, and not even outside this area, it's a great place to go to school. Um, you know, we have some programs like nursing and business and engineering that are, are nationally renowned. We have some great degrees. We have an unbelievable campus, um, and, and the campus life is getting better and better. The education, the value of the education is one of the best in the country. It really is for the dollar. But to answer your question, absolutely. You can go to McNeeseSports.com and get everything you want. You can buy a ticket. <laughs> you can find out everything that is is going on in, uh, in, Mc, in McNeese Sports. And then obviously, same thing. Go to the website, McNeeseStateUniversity.com, and you're going to get all the information there. I'm a little bit biased, but at the end of the day, the athletic department is the front porch of the institution. And it is the branding arm of the institution. So I don't shy away from that. You know, we have to continue to push the envelope to become better and better. It's about the experience. It's about the engagement. And so that's why it's really important for the block parties. You see on social media, I'm at the fraternities and sororities every week, getting them out there because that's how you build enrollment and that's how you build excitement. All right. Well, we appreciate your time here on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining us here on Louisiana's Playground. Hey, guys, thank you for having me. It was an absolute pleasure. All right. Thanks again to Heath Stroyer for joining us on the show. And thank you for taking time out of your day to join us here on the podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please leave us a rating or review. It will help us grow our audience and further share the special experiences that Lake Charles and Southwest Louisiana have to offer. You can visit visitlaketcharles.org slash podcast for more episodes, details on where to eat, and events happening this weekend in Louisiana's playground. I'm Anna Strider. And I'm Brady Raynard. Thanks again for coming play at Louisiana's Playground. Stay tuned.